TGIF, everybody. You remember when we used to say that to each other back when Fridays were exciting and weekends were actually a thing and it didn't feel like we were trapped in one long day that gets bright and then dark and then a whole lot darker. Now it seems like it stands for toss grease in face or after having watched some of the Blue Jays inner squad clips from last night, this game is Hello world, hello everybody, welcome to Underdogs, I am David Patrick Fleming and with me, as always, the young, the virile, Jacob Eamon. How are you today, Jacob? I'm feeling virile now, I feel good now that I got that great introduction. Yeah, I've set you up. Ready to rock, came out of the shower, got some grapefruit juice, I've got a bad coffee, I've got the worst coffee. So I'm not happy about that, but at What's least wrong it with is the coffee. coffee. Um, David, I'm out of Nespresso pods. I've, oh. I've um, well, I, this was the last one, and it's this terrible flavored one that I tried out. It's like caramel cookie. Why would you buy caramel cookie Nespresso pod? Are you that selfish? It's listen. Brittany likes the flavored ones, so I get I get a couple sleeves every time. Different flavors for her. We have enjoyed a little bit the caramel one before. Thought I'd try caramel cookie. Whatever they did that made it cookie made it much worse than just caramel. I'm on my second Nespresso pod. Started the day off with an Intenso. Boom. Awake. Getting stuff done. Cruising the web. Then calm it down a bit. An Audacio. Just kind of mellow it out. A little bit less caffeine. Yeah, just baby. Just kind of coast to the finish. Yeah, baby. Ode- is, is that the blue one? Yeah, it's the blue one. Oh, yeah. Great, great pod right there. So did you uh, watch any of that inner squad last night? Did you watch the Blue Jays relief pitchers play the outfield? What do you mean watch? You can't watch. No one's watching. There was like some little like clips. Right. Well, but unlike most other major league teams, we can't watch any of the inter squad games yet. Well, I tried to watch some of the Red Sox and some of the Dodgers inner squad games, and I was pretty excited. I was like, any baseball is good for me. I'll watch yep. anything. I'll watch Clayton Kershaw battle Mookie Betts. I'll watch Nathan Ovaldi throw some heat. It's rough. Yeah. One camera angle, no, no announcer. It's going to be a slog. There's one thing that baseball can't afford. It's to take any of the energy and intensity out of its game. Yeah, no doubt. I I was watching Jacob deGrom's simulated pitching game yesterday a bit live on Twitter. It's just one guy with a camera who's following the pitch like it's like it's from the side angle and he's looking at the Jacob deGrom and then he swings his camera phone over to the batter to try and track the pitch. It's it, 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 they're a little little bit behind right now in uh, getting the product out, but at least they're doing something, right? So I'm going to give you a little bit of credit for yesterday because you you said that you did some detective work and you tried to deduce which Blue Jays were not on the field. And you said Kevin Biggio, you said Guriel, you said Grishik, and you speculated Alfred. at some others. Yeah, sure. And they're definitely not there because the Blue Jays had some relief pitchers playing in the outfield, which is all well and fine in theory because these games don't matter. They're just playing each other and who cares? 
Does that concern you at all? They not only had relief pitchers playing in the outfield, they had coaches, people who aren't even paid to play baseball anymore. Maybe they never were. Literal coaches are playing in the outfield. We have catchers covering in the outfield. One of the coaches apparently played both left, center, and right. He played all fields. This is what we have to resort to. And I thank you for giving me a bit of credit because I feel sort of vindicated. I feel like we're... We're, we're bringing something to the table in this market right now, David. Maybe we're not the most delicate. You know, Shai Davidi, his article comes out, and it's all very, you know, it's, it's great reporting. I'm a big fan of Shai Davidi, but it's, it's, he's not saying what he wants to say, right? And we can do that. And But what, what is the problem? Why can't he say, Kevin Biggio's not here, Grishik isn't here? We have eyes. We know what these people look like. He's just referring to him as... The outfielders, uh, the the outfielders haven't showed up, and so we have people filling in for them. Hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? The the outfielders. We know yeah. what they are. Well, the thing is, David, these guys they went to probably school for journalism. There's ethics involved that they have to <laughs> adhere to. That uh, we here on the underdogs, you know, we're we're not journalists. We're sure. Just... So why can't you say it seems to me, and I may be wrong, but I haven't seen Kevin Biggio or Randall Grishik. It's possible they're in the clubhouse. It's possible they were getting treatments, but I haven't seen them. Like, what's the problem? I'm not sure. All all they because they 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 just want to say everyone that they have seen. They give a massive <laughs> list. And you're like, okay, this is lit- this is 43 names, and you want me to try and go through here and pick out who's not there. Luckily, we've already done that work for you on this podcast. <laughs> Yesterday, we beat the story. You have yeah, and then you, in the article too, you have a quote from Brian Cashman saying, "The information <laughs> I've been given is media will be left to try and figure that out. Somebody might be down and out, but we might not be able to speak to why, and it would be a speculating circumstance. You would have to use your journalistic superpowers to determine if there is anything there or not, what the circumstance might be." Q Jacob Eman. <laughs> but this is, and that's something we already talked about last week right or earlier this week where we talked about how yeah what's going to happen when the game start and journalists start being like hey where's this person and but it doesn't even seem like that's the conversation that's being had it seems that it's an unspoken thing where it's like well i don't see them i won't say anything i'll just group them together and you know saying the outfielders aren't here to this point kevin biggio is not an outfielder so and and he's i mean I, i guess there's an argument to be made that grishik is maybe the biggest name that's missing but for i think a lot of fans who are into this young core of the blue jays uh kevin biggio's the the most interesting player who is not here in toronto yeah definitely it's it's really interesting to to think that it is all of the outfielders plus biggio um but then again it it just makes you kind of speculate what those what those injury moves those those moves to the to the IL were last week when they sent Jonathan Davis, they sent uh, Brandon Drury and a couple of other people I can't remember to the to the IL um, for an unspecified reason. Now, if if Jonathan Davis, we know that he is brother-in-law with Anthony Alford, so they're going to be close. Then you have this relationship of 
the rest of the outfielders spending more time together. If one of them gets COVID, which it seems like that would be my guess, is one of the outfielders has COVID. They throw the ball to each other a lot. They're spending more time with each other than they are with the rest of the team, so they're being precautious with the rest of them. Well, wouldn't it make you think that a couple of things. It would make you think that Biggio's taking some reps in the outfield because, and I'm just throwing this out there, this is obviously not going to end up to be true, but it's just what I thought of when I heard that that Biggio was uh, not there and he seems to be grouped in with this outfield group. And you have Austin Martin who signed with the Blue Jays who's coming up to Toronto. He's probably going to get there today <laughs> because they've added him to the 60-man roster. Now Austin Martin can play second base so maybe they're giving Biggio some reps in the outfield. Now, for sure, Austin Martin's not going to make the the game, the opening day roster, and he's probably going to be sent to Buffalo, and they're going to have to try to figure out how he can develop his skills there. But it's an interesting grouping of players that seem to be missing. Yeah, but that's, that's where we start getting real murky in our speculation of like whether Biggio, just because he may have been in contact with the person who's in the outfield, whether or not he was playing more in the outfield. I mean, they weren't playing at all, right? Sure, but why, so why, it, it just seems weird to me that it would just be those guys. Are they, Are they, is that just like a tight knit group of buddies? That's that's like a trio of friends. They're all, they all hang out, but they don't hang out with Bo. They don't, they don't hang out with Vladdy. They don't, they don't hang out with Rowdy. Like, I don't understand. I mean, and obviously we don't understand. We don't know anything about these guys and their friendships and the way that they choose to spend their time, but it's just interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully we do get more information soon. Uh, a lot of the other ball clubs are giving out numbers of people who have been tested. The Blue Jays have been very tight-lipped about the whole thing so far. They're not giving us much, so all we can do is speculate until, until we get more information. In that inner squad game, though, apparently Bo Bichette smoked a dinger off a shoemaker. Yep. Rowdy Telez hit a dinger. Yeah. You you want to see more of Rowdy this season? E- <laughs> yes. Did that sound confident, the way that I took a long time and <laughs> said yes? I, I, I do. I, I think that for me, it's just he's such an old school DH. DH first baseman and I do think that the game's moving away from that you know but I think you know as you said yesterday with the National League using the universal DH maybe he could uh, have a more prolonged career because of that but I do think that a lot of teams are trying to use the DH spot with a little bit more versatility and not maybe just having somebody who's a consistent everyday DH you like Rowdy's power you don't like that he misses curveballs by 11 to 12 feet yep um I, I don't know. Like, I'd be happy to see him, but if he struggles and he never saw the big leagues again, it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. I don't have I don't have the the as strong an emotional connection to Rowdy Tellez as I do to some of the other core young players. What about you? I I feel like I do have a special connection to Rowdy. Maybe it's because you gave me a T-shirt that he gave you personally. Maybe it's because his name is Rowdy, and I find that to be very exciting for a baseball player. You know, it feels like a wrestler, someone that I could really get behind. Not that he is always living up to that name, but I see the potential for such a marketable product with him, and I and I 
because of the way he came up, the story that had happened, the amount of doubles that he was hitting all the time. Like I, I, I feel a, a warm spot in my heart for him. And I guess, you know, I, I'm hoping that he's going to get a longer runway this season, that we can really figure out what it is that we have with him. And if, it, if that's playing DH every day, and maybe taking one day off a week. I don't know. I, I want to see him play most games, whether he's playing first base or he's playing the DH. Um, I want to see a lot of at-bats because his his power is, is, is unparalleled, really. I mean, him and Vladdy, him and Teoscar, you can argue who's hitting the ball the hardest or the furthest. Um, we've seen him hit maybe the farthest ball in in uh in boston ever hit you know uh he's got a very high average exit velocity like 115 we've seen it come out off his bat frequently uh i don't know i think there's there could be a big thing there with him if he can figure it out yeah i mean that is an ex home runs are fun and the potential of a home run is fun it's also fun you're right that his name is rowdy and he's a super big guy also he's a left-handed bat uh, I just don't see a lot of room for him with that acquisition of Travis Shaw. Right. And not knowing necessarily where to put Tay Oscar. Because I can't envision Tay Oscar just slotting into center field over and over again like he was last year. I mean, it was kind of fun that that worked out to a degree, but that can't be a consistent long-term plan. There's just no way. Right. And that's why I think maybe Cavan was taking some balls in the center field. Could be. Could be. I mean, they they don't seem to be giving us any indication that Cavan is really, or they're really considering Cavan in the outfield as much as we all might like the idea of it. But I'll tell you, I, I've been playing a little bit of MLB The Show lately. For some reason, I can't, Rowdy's not on my available roster and I do miss him right now. Um lately I've been using depending on what the pitching matchup is, I've been using either Reese McGuire or Danny Jansen as my DH, trying to get both of those bats in in the lineup every game I'm playing because I don't have Rowdy. So that's gonna be an interesting thing to see too, if both of those guys are hot, how they how they try and keep that bat in those bats in the game. In terms of a lot of the players and, you know, the Houston Astros kind of getting lucky with this uh, whole situation, if you even want to portray it that way, you know, the media is not really allowed around. They can't be asked a lot of questions. There's not going to be any fans booing people. Also, Reese McGuire is kind of dodging the bullet here as well. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I forgot about that until like a couple of days ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, that horrible thing he did. Oh, Yeah where he scared a family in the middle of the day in a parking lot because he was masturbating with the sunshine out. Oh, yeah. He pleaded. Did you see the all those like articles saying that he pleaded? What was it? Nolo contendre? Nolo contendre? What? There was numerous articles where that was the headline. Reese McGuire pleads Nolo contendre. And I was like, what does that mean? What is, do, is I, he pulling the Sammy Sosa where all of a sudden he pretends he doesn't speak English? 
<laughs> Apparently, it's a legal term that means that he's accepting the punishment, but he does not say whether he's guilty or innocent. He's just saying, I accept it, but I'm not going to comment on whether or not I did it or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anybody thinks to themselves that that means he didn't do it, I don't know about that. I mean, that's just obviously just legal speak to try to avoid certain aspects of... No, for sure. For sure. <laughs> It's still like a five hundred dollar fine. Seems very light, yeah. Five hundred bucks? Yeah. Man, you can go to a sex club and pay more than that. I mean yeah, no he, doubt. he's probably fine with that. If that's what he likes, if that's how he gets off. I mean yeah. it's unfortunate for a lot of people, but only five hundred bucks? Wow. No look entendre. All right, Jacob. Let's no put this to bed let's get into it the final episode episode six of unsolved mysteries missing persons i thought it was missing witness shit missing witness i'm not sure about that actually i think no when you said it it sounded right in my heart and i knew that i'd fucked it up i will say that you know, we had our struggles with this show and we gave it a lot of shit and there was a lot of um, meanness that came out and well-deserved. Terrible show, should have never happened. But this ended in a way where I was like, oh, you know what? I might miss you a little bit. Like I might drunk text Unsolved Mysteries and tell it I miss it in the middle of the night. This, you know, it ended in a way where somewhat satisfying i i would say second best episode of the series yeah i agree it might be it might be the best for me uh, it's hard it's hard to basically there's there's three decent there's half of them were decent right one three and six ray rivera count count xavier the dracula and this final one there was a couple stupid moments in this episode oh oh we're, we're, <laughs> we're, let's we'll get into those i want to go back to the beginning though off the top, I'm feeling optimistic, right? The cold open before the credits ends with this daughter finishing by saying, I knew my mom had done something. I'm like, okay, now we're talking. Fine. Like, right? Like, let's talk about someone who was a little rough around the edges. Finally, like I, like I was saying before, right? Like, I want to I hear about someone who sucked, you know? Someone who was awful. And... Uh, then we get into it and we fall back on some of the issues that I'm having with every other episode. I'm extremely confused quite quickly. There are so many young women and it's really hard to tell who is who or whose mother is who, whose sister. How, like, well, I, what's it, difficult about it is they show this old family photo and these people are like, you know, anywhere from what, 12 to 6. And then they sort of expect you to be able to glean what they, how they might age and what their face might look like. And then you're seeing these other old, the, the daughters who have gotten older and you're like, which one were you in the picture? And yeah. who's the one that went missing? Like, I, I'm not ready yet. Just yeah. like, like just fuck off and make this more clear. They've all got like the same, like eye Nose makeup, like eyes. really yeah. intense eyeliner on. And yeah, like you said, they, they go back and forth between really quick shots of 
present time interviews to then long shots of various family photos. You don't know even when they're talking, if they're talking about, like, it's so hard to tell who is who. They, they say the names so quickly. And again, they put up a name once and then they never show it again. Yeah, I know. There's got to be rules about that that an audience needs like three or four times putting up that name and their relation to, to who we're talking about. This mom, though, my God. Could you imagine how f- fucked you would be if she was your mother when, you know, when uh, this is jumping ahead a lot, but at some point this mother takes custody of this missing daughter's son. His name's Coulter. Coulter. Yeah. And you just look at him as he's older and you're like, oh, you're a serial killer. You're you're just going to be <laughs> so fucked up. You've been living with this crazy murderous woman and the things you've seen and heard. Oh, poor Coulter. Yeah. Jumping back to the introduction of Albert. The first husband. The first husband. The first husband, right away, I'm like, okay, here we go. This dude's been into some shit. You know, he's he's involved in this for sure. And then you get some you get some talk about him from one of the daughters, and right away she's saying he was a good dude. And I'm like, okay, right. This is what I'm talking. I about. I thought he was a good dude right away. There was like, I felt like there was a kindness in his eyes and a sadness. Well, you can definitely see the sadness, but you could barely see his eyes because most of the time he's looking right at the ground. You can't get much from him other than he has a massive beard, huge pot belly. He doesn't do up his shirt. He, uh, it, you know, of course, this is this is my quick judgments, but I'm thinking based on what we know in the show, this is the kind of guy who they're going to say is not good. But they subverted my expectations, which is... Something I really want from this kind of It's never the guy they got to interview, though. It's never, hey, we got the piece of shit. He agreed to be on this show where we tell everybody what a piece of shit he is. It was with Patrice, Patrice's husband who slept with the ashes. Well, you don't know that. I mean, we obviously we do in our heart know that the man who slept with the bones and I'm going to say had sex with the bones. I'm going to say that here. He had sex with the bones, uh, but it was never explicitly said. So that's all I'm saying is that it might not be explicitly said about this dude, but the first look at him, and I'm thinking, this is a bad dude, and I'm very happy when my expectations are subverted, and they're saying he's a great guy, and the more you talk, you're like, whoa, man, this guy's this guy's really sad. I feel I feel bad for him. And then more good stuff. We've got we've got the inclusion of a detective. We've got the inclusion of a reporter. All people giving us some outside perspective. That kind of falls flat towards the end. We'll get there. Um, we're 10 minutes into the episode at this point, and I'm starting to get a little frustrated. I still don't know what has happened. We're not talking about any of the crimes yet. We're, st- we're just explaining that uh, Sandy jumped from man to man, and we're getting stories, background stories about these guys that she was marrying, more about Gary, more about... Albert that is sort of unnecessary, especially when we get to the end and we learn nothing about, uh, what was his name? Chris, the guy who seeming was the third, actually, the third husband or the, the third, third. I don't know if she married Gary, but there's the third man that she had, you know, fucked over. But the one who was seemingly involved in 
murders and the ones that I would like some more backstory about not speaking of this murder of Gary who's the second man who's actually Albert's brother who slept with Albert's wife while they were together and the two had a scrap and then basically Albert was like that woman ain't no good good luck and then she starts being with Gary she shoots Gary while he's eating scrambled eggs with a shotgun you know and that's what it is three times no no no. it was a pistol it was a pistol that she eventually killed him with the shotgun was the failed murder attempt earlier that day oh because uh gary came over and showed someone his other friend that guy i don't know who he was there was another man in there that, <laughs> that had some stories that knew gary i guess and he brought over the shotgun and showed him the shell and was like oh shit this was this was loaded and and it just failed to shoot me. But she tried to shoot me in the belly that day, and I wouldn't be here. If Can you imagine getting a shotgun to the stomach? Oh, it just sprays and blasts your innards all over the ground. Yeah, big oh hole God. in your stomach. And why would you? Why would you? Like anger aside, because you know we all. It's obviously a planned murder to some degree. Why would you shoot someone in your house? Well, they're eating three times. Like, you're going to have to clean up blood. You're going to have to deal with the body. You're going to have to drag this bloody corpse all through your house. You've got all these daughters that live there that are going to come home and see. One of the daughters says, you know, she was like looking through the keyhole and I could see her moving something heavy and I, I knew it was Gary. I could see the shoes that he was wearing. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, could you imagine that? This woman is a fucking monster. Yes. Yeah, this is... We're we're starting to get towards the end where I'm starting to have the same kind of frustrations with this show again. Um, before we get there, I just want to touch for a second here. We start seeing in these court documents the spelling of Lena. <laughs> if you if you notice yeah. this, it's like L E I N H A. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Become that? No, no, no. It's I wrote it down. L-I-E-H-N-I-A, which if I was going to try, if, I, if I'm, you know, taking attendance that day, I'm going to say, Lahinia, 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 there's an extra I in there at the end that doesn't make any there's, sense. Well, there's a few I's in there that don't make any sense. But particularly the one after the N. That, so even if you are going to pronounce L-I-E-H as Lee, there's still an N and then I-A, which would mean linea. At Maybe the very it's a Gaelic least. name, Jacob. Might be a Gaelic name. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely that. <laughs> but I love that, like, on the show when they... When they yeah, the final the name is like L-E-E-N-A. <laughs> it was just L-E-N-A. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to cut to the chase. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not even gonna give that name any credit. It's not real. <laughs> um but anyway, I, I digress. I just wanted to, to mention that absurd selling uh spelling. Um so all through this trial of Gary's disappearance and potential murder, the lawsuit that came from Gary's daughter, all through that Lena's been missing for months two years the timeline kind of gets wonky here and all of the daughters are just talking i just wanted to to help out gary's family it seems like and they keep talking about like lena couldn't be there 
like, I thought you mentioned that we were pretty sure that Sandy killed Lena too. Like, why aren't we? Is there no investigation into Lena's disappearance? Did we do? Did we get some dogs out at that time? We just are accept. Everyone's just been like, yeah, she went to Florida with someone that doesn't exist, and we can't find her, and she doesn't exist there. My my sense of the timeline wasn't that she'd been gone for that long. My sense was that once uh, Lena confessed to Albert and that they had that confession on audio, that then they were going to start the trial. And so then when they started the trial, that Sandy killed Lena and then just said to the family, like, ah, Lena, she don't like none of you. She was talking trash to all about all of you, and she just left to Florida. She don't care about none of this. No, man, years had gone by. She had a baby. All of that stuff, like, she's, no, she's a teenager when she makes that that's confession. That's the time in between the confession and the court date, though, that I think all that happened. I don't think that she'd been gone for years. Um, I think it happened that she left, like, around the court. I mean, look, this show, it, timelines are a fucking bag of rocks. But that's my sense of it. Okay. It still doesn't change the fact that we get to the end of the episode and we've spent the majority of the time talking about how she killed this man and barely any time talking about or any time investigating how she also killed her daughter. Except at the end when they're bringing that contraption out on the grass. That was the dumbest thing in the world. I was like, oh, they're showing me... Uh, a contraption that can tell if something is buried under the soil. So if they're going to make me watch this, and this is going to be a part of the show, then they're going to find yes. the body. Otherwise, it's a pointless thing to watch and see. And you've just got this numb nut man walking this wheeled contraption over the grass while these two sisters of this uh, Lena are like sobbing because they just miss their sister so much and they hope that this gives them some sort of closure and it's like nope I, I didn't find nothing I guess I don't know maybe this contraption don't work or she ain't here or and I was like why are you wasting my fucking time I hate shit like that don't show it to me if it's going to amount to nothing is it just like proof that well we tried you know, like, I know Lena been gone for about two, three years, but I put this wheelie contraption out around a tree, and, well, she ain't there. Oh, you fucking sleuth. I see now. You tried. It was just so weird that even in the sort of construction of the show, we've never gone into real-time investigation throughout this whole time. It's always just been stuff from the past, and all of a sudden, it was so jarring to me. I was like, whoa, is this happening right now? Is the show finally like involved in investigating and not yeah, just it seemed like, like it was like years later we actually have closure on this case. And I was like, okay, they're gonna end this series with a fucking bang, baby. Here we go. No. Yeah. And it petered out. Like they barely even acknowledged that they had brought that thing out. Yeah. Uh, and 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 we lose at the end, we lose any sort of comment from detectives. We get like a few comments from that uh, from that reporter guy who seems like he's like 22 years old. I don't know. It's, it's news to me that he was a reporter the whole time. I missed his initial, like, whatever they called him. And I was like, who in the fuck is this young <laughs> dude with this comb over who I have to keep listening to? And I was like, I, I knew it didn't really matter, but it did bother me because I knew that I knew I knew that 
it wouldn't help me make sense of anything. He was just some guy who they also just wanted to interview, but fuck. <laughs> That's par for the course on this show. I'm not surprised <laughs> that you would think that. Yeah. Um, but here's a question for you, David. Did you know that if you kill someone and then you just burn their body that you get away with murder every time? <laughs> if there's anything I learned from Unsolved Mysteries, I know that I'm going to, as long as it's only bones, you can get away with everything. It's almost like every single case is just bones. And people are left with like, well, can't do nothing with bones. It's just bones, man. <laughs> oh, and, and this one, they didn't even give the bones. They dispersed those ashes everywhere. Like, is the, do since when do we just give up on investigating things if we don't have the body? Like, can't we try and even piece together any evidence? Like, yeah, I, I, at the end, I'm just like, can we get a detective back here to just sort of sum up the case? You know, it's like we've been waiting for the development of a wheelie contraption that we can drive over grass to see where bodies may or may not be buried, and that technology is not quite there yet. So we are waiting on that. Another thing too is like it's such an obvious thing. If you if you're all of a sudden your husband goes missing and two days later you move in with a new man that would make my uh, detective sense go hmm that seems odd that you're not concerned about that and that you've moved on so quickly hmm maybe i'll do a little extra digging into this case yeah because it can't just be like well i looked in the garage i looked in the backyard ain't no body guess uh, everything's kosher she told me she would do a polygraph if I could find the body. And I said, well, shit, I'm never going to find that body. I guess she's getting away with murder. So I looked outside. I looked around a tree. I moved some leaves <laughs> around. I didn't see no feet, no hands, no neck, no mouth, no tongue, no eyes. So uh, I don't know. What was I supposed to do? Like get in my truck and drive around looking for a body? I ain't got time to do that. It really falls apart at the end. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the mystery here? There's no mystery. Again, like it's it's... It's unsolved cases. It's not a mystery. <laughs> we know what's happened. We have a very strong suspicion. Well, I will say, I agree with you on this circumstance. With the UFO, that is an unsolved mystery. Were the lights street lights? Were they car lights? Was it a flashlight? Was it a hallucination? That's that's uh, a mystery. I would say the only actual mystery is the first episode. Yeah. Everything else is like, he's clearly the murderer. We just don't know where he is. She's clearly the murderer. We just don't know where she is. Well, Jacob, it's done. We don't ever have to watch another one of those episodes again. Now we need to find a new show to watch. So anybody out there who thinks that there's a show that they're into, if there's a new series... It's got some popularity behind it, or eh, I don't even care. It could be super obscure. Hit us up. We'll watch it, and we'll talk about it. We just need one more week to fill because baseball's coming back briefly, and we can talk about live games.